I tend to be a more serious kind of dramatic actor. Uh, and, but I recognize that I was like, they're looking for like a Will Ferrell. So I just go in and I give it my most ridiculous all. And I mean, I looked stupid. I had a pair of leather pants. I had this oversized Metallica sleeveless shirt and I had this belt over, over the shirt. They later on the, the uh, director said, I looked like a heavy metal Peter Pan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my worst audition. Welcome back to My Worst Audition. Today with me is my dear friend, Robert Anthony Peters. He's a member of SAG-AFTRA and has been acting, producing, directing, and writing professionally in theater, film, voiceover, and more for over two decades. His most recognizable film acting roles are In the Pursuit of Happiness, starring Will Smith, and Steve Jobs, starring Michael Fassbender. He writes and lectures internationally on the relationships between art, law, philosophy, and economics. He records audiobooks, is a member, excuse me, a policy advisor for the Heartland Institute, a fellow with the Archbridge Institute, and is a chair of the board of the Fully Informed Jury Association. He also manages his family's retail shipping store in Tucson, Arizona, which you can see right there if you're watching this video. His film writing, directing, and producing debut, Tank Man, won the Audience Award at the Anthem Film Festival and can be found at tankmanthemovie.com. Many places in the world, but definitely not in Beijing. Uh, Robert Anthony Peters, thank you so much for joining me. Gary, always a pleasure to see you. Yeah, man, it's great seeing you. And thank you so much for jumping in and doing this. And I know you yeah. said you don't have a great audition story. I'm sure you have something. And I know you have a great performance story of what you needed to do to get in that Steve Jobs movie. So I look forward to hearing well, that. Well, yeah, you know, it's more of a disastrous career story as opposed to just uh, audition is just too small. I'm trying to expand beyond that to, you, to you horrors. Should. Yeah. 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 Make sure the actual production goes poorly as well, not just the audition. <laughs> exactly yeah perfect sabotage yourself all along the path that's, straight that's, through yeah commit yeah, to the bit yeah. man that's what i'm all yeah, about that's it yeah if you can't do it well you know at least just stick to doing it like shit so yeah there you yeah. go uh well for those who are watching this they can see you are in your folk store here can can you expand on exactly what your job is there yeah, well, you know, since the uh, SAG strike, I've had to get, uh, you know, other employment, you know, otherwise, because otherwise, you know, full-time actor, just night and day, working on film and TV, uh, but the strikes just put my whole career on hold, so I've had to to jump in here and start packing boxes, so uh, you, you know you what need, it's you, like, right? You need a sugar mama like me. <laughs> oh, Billy, <laughs> you're telling me. Uh, yeah, no, I've been, um, I've been... We bought this store, I think, 20 years ago. And so I come in and help run it off and on. And actually, it was a, it was a really great thing because I'd be doing there was a long time where I was just doing acting, basically almost full time, um, uh, doing tons of indie films in the early 2000s before the financial crisis that wiped out all the Silicon Valley stupid money that people had, at least for the yeah. time. Yeah, man, we did tons of everybody's dream indie projects. It was wonderful. I I only got started doing this in this business in 07. And I've heard stories oh. of people saying like, it just used to be amazing. Just money flowing everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did so many crappy horror films, but, you know, it'd be smaller markets. I'd be a lead in them and just have a great time. And uh, but every year I'd come back here, at least in December, to help out. And it was so wonderful because it was so grounding, you know, mm. like, and, and you'd have like these more immediate uh, 
gratification transactions like oh you're doing you know you make a film right you're like who knows if anybody will ever see this if anybody will enjoy it if it will even get completed right like we've done our part that's it yeah uh so but it was nice here you know i make a sale somebody's like thank you i'm like thank you it's good everybody's happy yeah Yeah. it's an amazing experience yeah that that immediate knowledge that it went well and we can move on You're, you're doing a good thing yeah 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 man so yeah yeah so yeah i'm spending i spend a good bit of time here and i'm I'm much pickier about the projects i work on now too i mean i used to do kind of everything that would come along and uh um now yeah i'm kind of selective uh which is a nice place to be i mean i'd love to work more uh but there's not as many exciting and interesting opportunities in arizona but every now and then something comes up and you know yeah we do a lot of self-tape um I do have uh, a halfway decent um, audition, a uh, self-tape audition story. Oh, please tell. So, um, so yeah, a lot of times, I mean, you know, you need a reader. I don't know. Who do you, does your wife usually read for oh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she really helps me a lot because my jam is comedy and I feel like I can roll out of bed and do that. Yeah. But a lot of the drama stuff, she's like, you realize the choice you're making here makes no sense. I need you to do this. <laughs> so she really is actually very good direction. It's probably through her that I booked some dramatic roles. Okay. So you're getting not just a reader, but a director feedback on the spot. Yeah. That, that's it's awesome. Helpful. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've got, uh, I'm usually asking my mom to read off camera with me, which... <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, Robert, she... my boy, you're doing such a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, why exactly. everybody's mom sounds like they're from Wisconsin, as far as I'm concerned. But it, sure, it's it's true. Everybody's mom does sound like that. So, uh, but you got a Jewish mom, right? So does yeah. she sound like she's from Wisconsin too? Or... No, she sounds she sounds like Kyle Bruflowski's mom from South Park. <laughs> if anybody knows that, <laughs> that's lovely. So, uh, so. It's uh, with one of my favorite casting directors in San Francisco. She sends me this script and um, the scene is I'm I'm a kind of a, a nerdy guy, a big stretch. Right. So, you, uh, you know me well enough. So I'm I'm going to these um, like pickup artists, like taking a class from a pickup artist guy. So, OK, like so the scene is, you know he's talking and I'm kind of responding, you know, and, and so he's saying, he now being my mother is saying about, you know, yeah, you, you gotta like, uh, you know, grab them by the tits, you know, or grab their pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the casting director just immediately wrote me back as soon as I set center that she was like, this is this, you honestly, you made my week listening to your mom talk about grabbing pussies. Like this is helping. <laughs> this is gonna keep me floating for a while. So that's that great. Was, I love that man. <laughs> My mom's a good sport, thankfully. Yeah, she's willing to do that. She doesn't even bat an eye anymore. She's like, whatever. It's just that's, a roll. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I have two things. It makes me think of two things. First of all, there's always a, a "Would you rather" question that I love asking people. <laughs> and if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Uh, but would you rather watch a porn with your parents? Or porn starring your parents. <laughs> you don't have to answer if you don't want you know, to. This is like the trolley problem where I just say, <laughs> I refuse to participate. There, this is not this is not a real choice in the world. I'm out. The, the best trolley drawing I ever saw, I think most people know the meme, was a girl who, um, it looked like she just was either crazy or a psycho or whatever. She was like so dumb with it. 
uh, you know, the trolley goes the track. You have to pick which way, you know, which part of the track to go to. And it, this girl just draws the track around so it loops back with the other track on the bottom. So the trolley just yeah. ends up running over both of them. I was like, that's, that's great. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's always the best. Just, just kill them all. Just kill them all. But what you're saying, you know, your your casting director uh, liked it. She said it made her weak. That is kind of my my go-to a lot of times. And I just did it today. If, if I'm pretty certain that I'm not going to get a role, I'm like, listen, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get this regardless. At least let me make this memorable or funny or entertaining. So I just submitted something for Peloton today. There's no way I'm getting it. But I made sure to really lean into that fact. And if they were even considering me remotely, they're definitely not considering me now after what I sent in. So there we go. But at the very least, the casting director will remember me, maybe, and say, yeah, you know what? That was kind of funny. You're tall, dark, and handsome. How could you not be getting the role? I don't no, understand. No, I, it didn't seem right for me. I'll send yeah. you the pictures afterwards. But they I were... Um, they were asking at one point for me to be on a bike and I have a, an indoor bicycle here. And uh, thankfully, I guess for the audition. And they said, you know, you're, you're biking, you're doing your thing. And then a really inspiring song comes on and you retired before, but now you're really energetic and ready to go. So I'm like, uh, what's the dumbest song I can put on here while I'm doing this. So I'm biking, I'm biking. And then, you know, I clicked on the different strokes theme song, you know, <laughs> everybody's got a special kind of story and, and I'm just flying and having a good time and I'm singing along. It just, I made a mockery of the whole thing. Whatever. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'll be shocked if I even get a callback for it. But, but you know, whatever. that's, that's, yeah, I still remember we, um, this was back in the tower records days. I did a mm. um, I did a series of Tower Records commercials, early two thousands, um, local to the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and I showed up to the audition. They wanted you. They had a few different styles, and they wanted you to show up as either like heavy metal or disco or uh, jazz or I, I don't know. So I showed up as heavy <laughs> heavy metal, and I was kind of I could hear some of the direction. And I was looking around and seeing the other reactions of people come out of the room. And I was like, oh, shit. this is like, you got to go balls to the wall on this one. I'm, you know, I tend to be a more serious kind of dramatic actor. Uh, and, but I recognize that I was like, they're looking for like a Will Ferrell. So I just go in and I give it my most ridiculous all. And I mean, I looked stupid. I had a pair of leather pants. I had this oversized Metallica sleeveless shirt. And I had this belt over over the shirt. And they later on the the uh, director said I looked like a heavy metal Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just I went in and just gave it. You know, just through any of my you know uh, all of my pride to the side and just 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 did it. You know, and, and ended up getting it and, and a whole series. And it was one of the most fun shoots I've ever done. It was such a blast. Now I want to see this because I don't think I've ever seen the ad. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure you didn't unless you lived in the Bay Area in like 2004. Um, Please tell me you have a copy of it that uh, you can send me. I, I'm, I'm going to have to check with the check. I'll see if it's still up on this guy's website. It was for a long time. Uh, and I was like, when are you going to take this down? This is old shit. Uh, He's like, no, it's hilarious. It was great. It was uh, so much fun. So stupid. It. So dumb. But it was yeah, it was a blast. You got it. I think that's such a great lesson. You gotta leave your pride at the yeah, door, man. Totally. You're there to basically be a clown and play a different character that's not yourself. So oh, yeah. 
just yeah. leave yourself out of it and just go have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> just oh. have, a, have a great time with it. That's so uh, great. I yeah. love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. The story I think you you like my Steve Jobs story. That was one of those I didn't hear forever, and I thought I thought uh, I didn't get it. I didn't book it. This is when you did the Steve Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> well, yeah, this is an amazing story. Please yeah, when, when, go ahead. When, yeah, when Michael Fassbender got to work with me on Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, this one. Oh my gosh, I don't I don't know how complete of a story I told you, and I don't know how how complete of a story you want to hear, but you can always I want to hear everything. You can always edit this for, uh, for length. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, one of those, I'm sure you had those moments where I'm just like, I'm done, man. I'm fucking, I'm hanging up the, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it aside. I got to focus on other stuff. This is just, you know, it's crazy. At least half a dozen for me. Yeah. Where I'm like yeah, right on yeah, the edge. And then yeah. something else comes along and I'm like a degenerate gambler. Oh, oh the next one's going to be it. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, of course I say that. And then I get a call uh, from my, my favorite casting director in San Francisco. She's so awesome. And she always thinks of me for, for great projects. And I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, she calls and says, we've got an audition for you for, uh, for, for this film coming up. So I'm like, uh, it's December. Like this is the crazy busiest time of year for us here. I'm down here. Uh, you know, I just kind of came back down here. It's like, I got to get a last minute flight up to San Francisco. That's like 500 bucks flight back another 500. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, all right. You know, but this is, this is, this is the deal, right? We got to do it. Yeah. You get an opportunity. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go for it. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, book a ticket. Um, I'm calling my agent, hey, you know, just I'm driving to the airport. You're sure because, you know, A, this costing me a lot of money. B, I'm, you know, it's tough for me to leave my family in the lurch right now. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it's happening tomorrow, man. You know, like, uh, just, just, just come on up, do your thing, fly right back. Okay. All right. All right. So I, <laughs> I go, I fly up, stay at a friend's house in the East Bay, and I'm going to take the BART train in. Well, there's this like storm of the decade. So we're pulling into the BART station in San Francisco and none of the lights are on, like the emergency lights are on. Like I'm surprised the trains are even running and you Ooh. go up, there's like no cars. There's no like traffic lights aren't, we're like there is literally no electricity in downtown San Francisco. And I'm like, this is looking a little odd. So I show up, I got there pl plenty of time, right? Cause you fly all this way, you're not gonna be late. Go to my agency. They're not there yet. Lights are off. I'm hanging with the security guard, my buddy JJ. And uh, agent shows up and he's like, hey, man, this is crazy, huh? I'm like, yeah, audition's still going on. I'm sure it's still going on, man. <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay. We go up to the uh, office. He makes a call. He's like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Uh, and I'm, okay, all right. Hey, man, oh. this happens, right? So... They're like, we'll let you know. They said they're going to reschedule. They don't know when. Oh. So I take the bar to SFO. I book, you, I book you a flight. You handle yourself so well. <laughs> I would have gone insane if that happened. Continue. Sorry. Oh, man. This is, this is what you got to do, right? You just got to take it in stride and just say, okay, what's the next best thing to do? So I get back, go to the BART station, book a flight. I'm sitting in there eating a cup of clam chowder. Get a call from my agent. 
we've got an audition for you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Okay. All right. So I leave the airport, cancel the flight, go do the audition. Great. I, then I go to back to SFO. Uh, weather's too bad. I've got to fly out of Oakland. Fine. Whatever. Get on the bar. Go back to Arizona. A few days later, you've got a call back. Now, great. That's wonderful. But you know, it's a small role, right? This isn't uh, this isn't like I'm second to to Michael Fassbender in here. I know. You know, I'm it's not. Here's your coffee, sir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not playing Waz or something. You know, do we really need to go through all this? So, but you know, I say, okay, that's cool. I go uh, uh, and I go fly in, go and do that, oh. and um, and uh, and and uh, Danny Boyle is actually at the audition. Um, the, oh, that's the director. cool. Yeah. Super nice guy. Seriously, you know, uh, before our call, I referred to Gary as one of the one of the top two nicest people I've met in the industry. And Danny Boyle, I'm not sure Boggles who's nicer, me. you or Danny Boyle. One of you are, but I'm I'm convinced you know a grand total of six people in the industry. <laughs> You've looked at my resume, apparently. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but you know, just such a nice guy, just such a gem of a guy, and. Um, you know, and and uh, he he paid me some compliment at the end of the the audition. Probably said the same thing to everybody, but you know, like those are the kinds of things that you just take and say, it was worth it just for that. I don't care what happens yeah. at this point. It just felt nice to have somebody like that tell me I'm a good actor. Wonderful. So, yeah, man. get back on my flight, come back down here. It's like three weeks later. You know, I think. Christmas has just ended or it's early January. I know production's starting soon. I think haven't heard. That's just how these things go, right? You know, I gave it yeah. I gave it a shot and I had a better outcome than than most of the time, right? Hey, just getting the call back sometimes is you know, is accomplishment enough. And then of course, like two days later I get a call. You booked it. Wonderful. Oh, Terrific. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm very pleased. And um we need you to come up in another couple of days for uh, for wardrobe fitting. Like, oh my god! I'm like, I, I hate to ask, but is there any chance I could do like the wardrobe fitting like right before we're gonna shoot? Because you know, this is another round trip out of pocket. It's like I'm I'm sorry, you know, but but we got to do this. And okay, no problem, no problem. Um, okay. So I fly up, do the wardrobe, fly back down. I re remember meeting one of the guys who's there who's playing. Somebody he's playing. Um, he's actually playing Jobs' father, okay. and uh, he's like, "What are you? What are you? What are you reading?" You know, because people always think it's weird when you're reading. You know, like on set. I, I, yeah, yeah. Because like, who reads, right? I'm like, I'm reading. Uh, you know, Walter Isaacson's uh, biography on Jobs. You know, the the book that this this film is based off of. You know, uh, very smart. <laughs> yeah, you know, not that they're mentioning engineer with diskette uh, in the book, but you know, I still like to have some idea of what what's going on. And uh, sure. this guy's playing his. He's like, oh my gosh, does it say anything about me? I was like, well, it's a pretty easy way to find out there, buddy. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, actually, it does. So I, I let him borrow it while while I was there. It was like, I'm always amazed at actors. Like, how come you're not yeah, this is like base level research, know. you know, this know. is not that hard. Like, it wasn't like I had to, to go to Florence or something and like, you know, plead with some arcane monk to get this copy. It's like, this is <laughs> in the airport bookstore. You know, you could pull this anywhere. So, so do the wardrobe, fly back down here. Now I'm flying up to, uh, for the shoot. 
I'm thrilled mm. because they're putting me on a weekly also for two weeks. You know, I've got one. Scene. Oh, nice. yeah, one scene, one, like, you know, a few three lines, you know, but uh, but they're putting me on a weekly because they're like, well, you know, we want you like in the background, part of the team and stuff. So like you're a natural part, not just, you know, we drop you in for your day and that's it. So really cool. Nice. Um, and so normally I cut everything pretty close. I guess, you know. I got a lot of things I work on. So, you know, my, my time is very valuable to me. Yeah. So, you know, but it's like, well, first thing Monday morning, I'm flying in early on the day on Sunday, get mm. on my flight, fly up rental car place has my car screwed up. I'm like, I don't care. Here's more money. If that's what you want, just give me a car. I don't, I just don't want hassles. I go to my friend's house uh, where I'm, where I'm going to stay during the, the tenure of this. She's got a couple of dogs and they both love me. Sweetest things. Uh, and one of them, this dog, I, I swear he was like my soulmate. And he's, he's so excited to see me. And he comes running down the hall and just buries his chest. And I, I go down on my knees, you know, to give him a big hug. He uh, buries his head in my chest and I put my head over him. And then he flips his head up as hard as he possibly can because he's just so damn excited. Well, my chin goes up and the bottom of my teeth hits the top teeth, chips out <laughs> the middle of one of my center teeth. That's the my part of the story teeth. I remember. Yeah. And so, yep. <laughs> so I'm looking and I, I look a little bit like I do now. I had a beard and, uh, mm -hmm. and I looked like, like I looked in the mirror. I'm like, I look like fucking Duck Dynasty jack-o-lantern you know i mean just this horrific scene yeah so yeah i'm about to you know all the, the things you think about me being calm cool and collected i'm about to just burst into tears at that moment because you know i mean i mean not only this, this was a process to get here but but even this part like that i just recounted as you and all the other actors know like you think of all the heartache and the failure and the expense and the time and all those auditions that lead that you you don't get anything from and finally oh. things are going right and i'm about to have you know my kind of my my little moment in the sun and i yeah so i'm about to start crying and i just take a deep breath and in, in my quavering voice i'm sure just say to my friend i need you to get on the phone call your dentist call any dentist you know, call anyone that you know that has a dentist. And I just start going down the yellow pages. It's Sunday afternoon. Like, oh. no, you know, nobody, and nobody, I don't have a, I don't live in the city. I don't have a dentist. Oh. We're making calls, leaving messages. I got some nice messages back, actually, the next morning. The people, like, really interested in the story. Like, can I help you? And, uh, but, but her, her best friend's uh, dentist said, I'll do it but I need another, I need somebody to assist me. But my girlfriend's a dentist and she's about to fly back in. So let me get her on the phone. Already way too long story short, in like three hours, I had my tooth fixed. You couldn't even see it. The only, the only thing was I could, you know, feel it with my tongue. You know, if you ever get any work like that done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was such a relief because I could show up. I mean, I was the only one who knew that I was a complete fraud, at least with my teeth. Oh uh on set oh. but i looked normal according to everybody else but man that was a lot of anxiety <laughs> so between the flight and the dental costs 
uh, versus what you I, got paid, still, how much did you lose yeah, I, I, in that job? I'm still using the residuals to pay it off now. Um, uh-huh. yeah, no, 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 I think, uh, you know, it, it ended up again, it ended up getting taken care of, uh, pretty quickly. It wasn't too bad. And actually the guy didn't rake me over the goals. The dentist did me right on that too. So, oh man, it was just, uh, it was just one of those crazy, crazy things. That's a, that's insane. But in all seriousness, did you come out in the black on that whole experience? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Eventually, did? Okay. Yeah. I, who yeah. knows? Well, I mean, I think so. I'm an actor, right? I'm not good at accounting. Like, I don't... Who's keeping <laughs> track of all this stuff? It's just like... Uh... Yeah. Get some, somebody with glasses to yeah. take care of it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a thespian. Exactly. No, you know, I just uh, am grateful for, like, the rare national that comes along that just wipes out, like, every, you know problem i've built for myself in the meantime so yeah. that's an amazing story i mean, you know you said you didn't want to come on here because you didn't have a good story it's not exactly fully an audition <laughs> story but there are audition elements in it and it is an insane story <sighs> man yeah but it's uh you know you just got to hang in there right you just keep plugging away and doing yeah. what you do you know, I know you have all these these kind of side jobs now, and you're you're doing work in think tanks, and you're doing like really cool, thoughtful work, dude. Not just like memorizing lines and regurgitating <laughs> them and acting like a clown like the rest of us. But if I, you know, if you didn't get into the acting business to begin with, what do you think you would have wanted to be doing with your life? You know, that's a that's a great question. Um, when I first uh, when I first went to college, I wanted to be a history teacher. That was that was okay. what I wanted to do, and then I switched to economics, and then I switched to business, um, to to entrepreneurship and marketing, and that's what I graduated in. And then you know I had that little quarter life crisis, as I think is John Mayer, somebody dubbed it. Uh, but and I was like, you know, I'm prone to being miserable anyway, so I just I'm like, what, what do I want to do with life? What do I like? Right? And I, I care about human freedom, and I care about and I. I I love acting and uh, and the arts. And so I was like, okay, well, then that's, I guess, what I'll do. So, you know, shipping isn't quite uh, fit into that. It's its own creative endeavor. Um, I'm my own artisan. That, that's, and... nice that you've, that's nice that you've convinced yourself of that. That's quaint. But actually, you know what? <laughs> but business, like, business is a, is a tremendously creative endeavor. And I find it really rewarding, sure. like building something that didn't exist, you know, or doesn't exist mm-hmm. until you, you put effort towards it. It's not the same. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not deluded enough to think this is like a one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, as, there's creative aspects of it that I get a lot of pleasure from. And, um, and it also allows me to do those things. Like I've got a, a full staff where when a cool project comes up, I just say, I'll see you guys in a week. I'm going to go do something interesting. And they're like, that's cool. cool that's man. great. So, there so yeah. So, and there is, cre- there's creativity in business and problem solving too. Oh, like you never day. know what's going to happen. Yeah. There's no, yeah. there's no like rule book for, well, if this happens and I have to do this, like you got to think of this stuff on your own and make some unconventional decisions. Totally. And, so, yeah, and just like, you is, know, in the, in the acting field, there's so much business that's important for that as well. And so, you know, and I find just so many of the skills transfer back and forth, you know, negotiating here and negotiating as an actor it's like i still remember back in my earlier days you know uh, i did some indie film and the agents were like yeah we don't really want you you can talk to the producer directly that's fine it's not enough money that we were that worked up about we we want our vig but you know like we're not going to get involved exactly and so i'd come back and they'd be like 
how'd you negotiate that? Like, we never thought anybody could get that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I know my value. So nice. Nice, man. <laughs> There's got to be some crossover with what, you know, uh, all your, your acting work and your, your think tank work and your, your small business work. There has to be some sort of way you can kind of put all that together and really maximize the value you have to, to where the the sum is greater than the individual parts. There must be, because there's not a lot of actors I know that have your life experience. Uh, honestly, that's oftentimes what I try to, at least what I try to sell people on, uh, is that like, you know, like there is a certain skill in, in, in playing these roles and, and that's important, right? You know, but I've got a ton of lived experience too, like living as a human, you know, and not just playing make-believe all the time. So like, I'm actually having yeah. real interactions with people like all the time. And, and I think there's yeah. something, especially with writing too, you know, you get these, uh, you know, I run into these people and it's like, they're all writing the same story. It's like, well, you know, there's a production company that's having a problem and, you know, or there, there's a TV studio and there's drama on the set. And it's like, yeah, write what you know. I get that. Exactly. But it's like, yeah. you know, so there's expect to see all sorts of gripping dramas that take place in shipping stores. You know, I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was a whole 10 season TV show out of it in the office yeah. paper. Yeah, store, right? So why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's uh... you never know. It's not the setting that matters so much. It's the story and the characters and the drama or the funny. Yeah. I bet you can make that happen. I think the important thing is just that, you know, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, you just keep living and you just, you know, you're gaining experience and doing interesting things regardless. So. If you had a dream role, like it's something you've seen on TV or some, a role that you've seen in a movie, a role you'd create for yourself. What do you have a specific character you can think of or, or a role that you imagine for yourself that you'd be doing? I was afraid you'd ask me that. Oh, <laughs> no. no, no, I, you know, because I don't have a clear answer for it. And, and mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's necessarily bad. I just like, I like playing different things. You know, I, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like for me, for me, this was something I, I've, I've definitely come to learn. And it's part of why I'm much pickier now about picking roles than I used to and picking projects than I used to be is that for me, the real juice is in learning. So I constantly mm. want to play something different and um, something interesting and work with people that I'm going to learn from as well, whether it's you know your fellow talent or the directors and work on really mm. good material, because that's the excitement to me. Like I, I don't get the rehearsal process is really what I enjoy. Mm. The performance insofar as you can still learn in performance, I like it. But otherwise, to me, it's not it's not as exciting as all the learning and discovery that occurs in the rehearsal process. That's, to me, the real exciting part. You sound like a real actor, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, it, says the it, guy in the shipping store. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm no, a real actor. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm getting these scripts. I'm like, oh, I'll just play it this way, play it that way. Just so superficial about it. I'm like, oh, da, da. <laughs> And, but you know what? I mean, but, but to it, be a working actor, as you know, like that's what people people want you to play what you are essentially, and so people don't really want you to be like they don't care about your range. They're like, look at you. They they, they look at me. I they know. say you look like a homeless guy. We're gonna cast you for I a know. homeless guy. 
Like I, I get cast doctor lawyer all the time. Yeah. Hey, you look like a doctor. Yeah, or like, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and that's what they want. I mean, you know, most of this field is bereft of creativity, sadly. I know, so, man. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, but that's, yeah. to me, the, and, and it's cool and I don't begrudge it. I mean, shoot, I would love to play a homeless guy on a commercial and get a huge sum of money. Like, I would not say no at all. Like, you know, sure. but, but I love playing, you know, just wildly different characters and having the opportunity to to play with that and discover things and learn about myself and be challenged and and be frustrated because I can't get it and hopefully eventually get it. Uh, somebody, and I hope it's me at some point soon, that we'll get to work with you and be very grateful oh, about man. it. Uh, you, I, 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 I've been dying to work with you for such a long time. I was basically fishing for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's true. I tell you that like every time I talk to you. It's I, like, know. you, know, some, I you know. know. It's like a couple says I love you at the end of the calls. I'm like, and I want to work with you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would love that. That'd be fun. Um, Come out to the yeah, desert, I, man. You know, we could do, you know, it could be like part Western, part Middle Eastern. You know, we, 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 we've I'll got do, all the deserts sure. covered out here. I know exactly. I I would love that, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if I can find some role to get out there on where I can be like, all right, hey, sweetie, you got to take care of the kids for a week or two because I'm actually getting a paycheck out of this. Yeah. I'd be that hard, but it doesn't need to be a big paycheck, just enough to justify, you know, the well, cost of the babysitter. Like, all right, let's send, send me a message work. with the number. I'll, I'll see what we can figure out. Um, I just leaned in to look at the time because I'm uh, too vain uh, to have my glasses on, so I can't see anything on the screen right now. Uh, but yeah, this this is great. We're coming in just at the good half hour mark. It's a great conversation. Um, where can people find your work? Uh, well, so the the project I'm most proud of is my film Tank Man, uh, TankManTheMovie.com. Uh, you you, <laughs> I'm just begging people to watch it because I love it so much. So you can see the whole thing online. Uh, you can go to robertanthonypeters.com. I need to rebuild the site. I just have it go into my IMDb right now. Right. Uh, but, and you can find me on as Robert Anthony Peters everywhere or, or, or Robert three names, uh, on that's Robert that's, three names. That's, that's, that's my right. Handle. <laughs> One of those two is my and, handle uh, on whatever it is. And for those that don't know, tank man obviously is about, um, Tiananmen square in Beijing, the protest and the man who stood up to the tank. And uh, what was the date of that again? Uh, June, June 4th, 1989. June 4th, 1989, for anybody in China checking <laughs> in on this. I'll say the date again. June 4th, 1989. We just and, got uh, demonetized the words in China. Well done. Well done, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, uh, the folks in China, the commies over there, really monitor that stuff. They, don't, they won't even let you use, like, um, what was it, 6-4, because those numbers, June 4th. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all into that. So Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen Square, <laughs> and uh, Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Hopefully, China never takes over this country because I'm going to be in a concentration camp. But hey, happens. but then we could put on shows there. We could finally yeah, we work together. I, yeah, <laughs> yes. one of my buddies, he, his farewell was always see you in the camps. So, you know, that's... Uh, oh, yeah. that's yeah, great. Yeah, I want to use yeah. that. I want to yeah, steal yeah, that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's not too optimistic, oh. but, but it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much man it's an absolute always pleasure. a treat thanks gary